Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I want to go to the moon. If you've got kids, then you know how unpredictable they are. But when it comes to planning for their college education... Can I be an astronaut? It's a whole new level of unpredictability. By investing as little as €100 Euro a month, we can help get your money working harder for you, for them, for tomorrow. Search bankofireland.com forward slash explore investing. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Terms and conditions apply. Bank of Ireland is a tight agent of New Ireland Assurance Company PLC trading as Bank of Ireland Life for Life Assurance and Pensions Business. Members of Bank of Ireland Group. Bank of Ireland Trading as Bank of Ireland Insurance and Investments is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. All right. The, the midweek howl is up and recording. So here we are. Here we are. I'm ready for it. Um, So uh, I'm still, I'm still, uh, we just put up our, uh, our Patreon midweek how for September for (laughs) all of our true, for all of our real, you know, diehard listeners. Yep. Um, So anybody that's listening to this on the regular, uh, on the regular time, you know, during the week. Uh, if you don't know, we do have a Patreon channel that you can go and you can get an extra kind of, it's kind of a dicey, like it's just like no holds barred, right? I don't know about that. I still kind of hold back a little bit because <laughs> I don't want to nuke what few fans we have because. <laughs> I, uh, well, well, I, I think, I think the one we did for September, I think it was pretty good. I think it was pretty good. I, I, I gotta say you kind of, um. And if you don't, if you don't listen to our Patreon, um, you're not going to know uh, what was the guy that was kind of ripping on us, Lance. Well, we kind of gave Lance, his, you know, we kind of responded to some criticism Lance gave us on social media. So that was kind of fun. So if, I guess if you want to hear that and some other stuff that uh, um, you know, go check us out on our Patreon page, you know. Just go. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff on there. You can go become a member for one month, listen to it all, stop paying for the, you know, after that one month, and then wait another three or four months and pay, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of good stuff on there. A lot of good stuff. But um, I do. I got a. I I got a couple things. Do we want to talk? 
Want to talk about my speeding ticket or not? Yeah, I think we should because you never even told me the story. You want to talk about it on this. <laughs> well, First of all, what state were you in? I was in Utah. We, we there is late. absolutely no reason to get a, st- a speeding ticket west of Iowa. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. And uh, so, so before we get into the uh, before we get into the speeding ticket, I know the last time we kind of talked about uh, um, we we did the old uh, UTV over the rocks and stuff out there and yep. uh, kind of to a place where we could look over to the Colorado river. Well, I want all of our listeners do yourself a favor. Cause when we came back, we, we stopped at this place where we could watch the sunset, go to YouTube, look up a thing called the lion's back. Um, because it was, we stood there on this cliff. Uh, I don't want to say cliff, but on the side of this rock, the guide starts. I mean, there's this big sloping rock hill whatever and she goes that's called the lion's back and she starts telling us about people that have driven up it now there look i'm dumbfounded I'm like are you up it not you, over or off it or it's up what it. it's a narrow rock and i don't even know how high it goes but it's unbelievable standing there you have to drive up it do a 180 degree turn on yourself to be able to turn around and come back down like you can't swing out wide. You know what I'm saying? You got to turn almost in a circle to come back down. And I don't even know. I, I do not have enough guts to even think about. It. And so she pulled up a video of this lady. Uh, I think it was a lady that drove up. At, and this had to be. She said it's been closed for 15 years. You can't do it anymore. Because so many people lost control coming down and just wiped out. But they did let Jeep in 2016 or 17 or something um, film commercial where they drove Jeeps up there in honor of, you know, whatever anniversary it was of Jeep. So all the listeners go look up the lion's back in Moab and check out, just check that out. I mean, if if you're into an adventure and, and four wheeling and stuff, it'll be fun just to, you know, just to watch it. But I mean, it. It is unbelievable, like uh, how steep, how high, and then how narrow it is. I mean, it, it's just crazy, crazy stuff. Stuff that I'm not prepared, I'm not equipped to really uh, to really do on a regular basis. I can say that much. So there you go. Get to the speeding ticket, man. That's what we're wanting. Teased it long enough. Get to the speed ticket. <laughs> okay, so anybody that's been in, you know, you've been out west. So, uh, so going through Utah that stretch, you know, it's like eighty You're miles on an hour. I seventy or I eighty. Where you at? Um, we were on neither. We got off I seventy and we were going up. Okay, so you're on seventy. That's it. Yeah. But we were on seventy, but we got off on like one ninety one or something. I don't know. I was going from. From I-70 to Price, and then from Price to Salt Lake City. And so the stretch there between I-70 and Price, it's like it's basically a two-lane road, except when you're going uphill, and then they throw another lane in there so trucks can get over. And it's 80 miles an hour. That's the speed limit, 80 miles an hour. And, Uh And, you know, so it's just hammer down, whatever. And... So we were a little reluctant to go back the same way that we came because 
there was a stretch between Price and Salt Lake City. There was construction. And on that Thursday, they were basically taking one lane all the way down to the to the bear, to the bottom. Right. In other words, and so on that Thursday, they had stopped the one lane of traffic and they were letting like 75, 80 cars go through at a time. So we're like, oh my God, if we get caught in that going back to the airport, we're screwed. You know, we might be late for our flight. And so we took off extra early. We get to price. I even pulled off in price because I had to get a coffee. There's no coffee between Moab price. So I'm getting back onto the highway and we're basically getting into this construction zone but they're not doing any construction, but they, but I am in the lane that's all the way down to the bare minimum. Okay. So you can't really drive too fast or, you know, cause it's, you know, bumpy or whatever. And there's a truck in front of me and this truck just takes off like a bat out of Hades. Okay. And I'm just driving 60, 65, whatever. And I don't even, you know, we get up to where, we think we might get stopped. We don't, there's nothing there. And we get on back onto the main road. So I start going a little bit faster. All of a sudden. What's the speed limit on this a little bit faster? No, uh, there's no sign. Okay. I got no, I got no sign. So I got to assume it's at least 65, 70. Okay. Hey, I don't know. Whereas before I'm driving 80, you know, okay. on, on road that's not as good as this. And so I start coming up on traffic and all of a sudden. This car way out in front of me flips its lights on. Now it's in front of me. And this so is the it's first coming time. head to head. No, I'm coming it's up. It's parked sitting there. No, it's driving in front of me and I'm coming up to it. It slowed down, turned on its lights, pulled over into the berm and let me pass, then got in behind me and pulled me over. Right. Okay. So the guy walks, so the guy, I'm like, what the heck, you know, Christy's got her phone there with the GPS and, and, the, and, you know, internet's not very good. So it's in and out or whatever. So the guy walks up, seemingly a nice guy. And he goes, Hey, he goes, um, is your phone not telling you how fast you're supposed to be going? I'm like, what do you mean my phone? And he looks down, he sees Christy's phone. And he looks at the, and, it's, and he goes, oh, it's not telling you. And we're like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, he goes up here. He goes, your phone it, on your GPS will tell you how fast your the speed limit is, which is news to me. And I'm thinking. Did you say you didn't have signs or what? <laughs> we just are dumbfounded. You're right? not supposed to be on your goddamn phone, Trooper. That's what you should have said. No, I'm just, I've dumbfounded. Like, okay. And he goes, well, you really got my attention when you were going 76 and a 60 back there through the construction. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, he goes, I got you going. Now, mind you, I never saw this guy, period. No one ever went past me. You know, you just told one, me a big truck was going past you a while ago. Two, I'm saying I never like nobody like drove past me the other way. Like the only traffic I had seen was a was a pickup truck that was in front of me and pulled away from me. Right. Okay? Did, did you I'm think like, the big truck went by him or not? Oh, I, well, I think that's who he clocked. Did you and tell him that? No, I just, well, cause I'm like, well, he had to have been telling the truth, right? Like 
I don't Why know. I mean, beats me. <laughs> ask George Floyd. <laughs> there you go. So, so he. What were you driving? What's the rental car? It was a Ford Escape. Oh my God, seventy-seven, and that thing probably felt like a rocket, didn't it? That them junkers are about to come apart when they're parked. <laughs> well, there's no. I can tell you this: there's no way I was driving seventy-six on that road that was all the way down to the to whatever you call it the the bottom layer. Right. It jar it had jarred us. It jarred every loose part on that car off, and uh, so he comes back up. He's got you know the rental ticket and stuff, and tries to make a joke about. You know, is this all this rental car cost? And I'm like, eh, no, that's what my what I had left on it. He goes, oh, you know, he's just trying to be not. Because well, he goes, I had you going twenty over, but I'm only going to write you a ticket for going five over. And I'm thinking, why, why, why would if you had me for going twenty over, why would you only write me a ticket for going five? And and he said, he goes, well, I don't. He goes, because I don't want to ruin your vacation. I'm thinking, they don't, don't ride it at all, right? Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, like don't ride it all. And then he adds, you know, if you'd have been going 25 over, you'd have had to fly back out here to go to court. And I'm just like, okay, like, do you really think I'm flying back? <laughs> I didn't want to get lippy with him because I just was like, I, nowadays they'll drag you out and shoot you. I mean, they I, all. Who knows well, know. what kind of bad I, stuff he's got? It was he even a real cop. I don't. I don't know. That's the other thing. I have no idea. They took my money when I called the. I called then on on one Thursday and paid the ticket. They took my money, so they did do that. So whether or not I really was speeding, and it was some elaborate scam, somebody in Utah has got a hundred and thirty dollars for a speeding ticket. There you go. There you go. And I still think he clocked the truck and then in thought front it was of me. You. And thought it was me. Yeah. Well, and, you, and that's you what asked is, him. You said, what about the truck that just passed me? Well, he, but he was never behind me. This well, cop. You mean, the, why would he need to be behind you? But I'm saying, like, it wasn't like he came up on me and he saw he was like, so, so. I, maybe I'm ignorant to this. Can he be in front of me? And yes, it's called same direction, dude. I, you don't even want to go. I mean, that my stuff is, was 20 years, 25 years ago. And oh yeah, we had, oh yeah, we had called same direction, but what he's got to do is he's got to have it set, right? There's a faster and slower, at least the ones we had back then. Right. Yeah. And the faster and slower was for your car. Right. Yeah. Meaning, am I going faster you and slower than you? Otherwise, sometimes it can batch your speed the difference between your speed and his speed and add it to yours. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it's not without fault. So, so same direction, you really got to have your stuff together. And I'm not saying he didn't, I didn't like writing them. I, I, I don't think I ever wrote anybody same direction because it it's tricky because there's just a whole lot of, ways you could mess it up you know what i mean yeah because your radar you're not supposed to rely on your radar the only thing your radar is supposed to do is be checking your i don't want to say opinion but your opinion he is supposed to visually look and go this guy is speeding okay mm -hmm. turn it on and, and 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 internally he's supposed to be trying to guess so so when you're on fto you're driving around and you're you're guessing car speed Okay. 
you're guessing car speed and and that's that's so you you can't really your radar is just to confirm your suspicion now i know guys that just drove around with your freaking radar on and whenever it beeped that was oh well that's what it said or whatever and god bless them but that's not the way it's supposed to work. That's why I couldn't make it as a cop. I told a gentleman the other day that was it was talking to me about going to work for him, and I told him I said I told him my story. I said my last year on the road, I gave eighteen hundred warnings and four hundred tickets, and my sergeant said maybe you ought to find a different line of work if you don't like writing tickets. And now I'm on this <laughs> podcast. I'm just too liberal to be a good cop because it's one thing you fulfilled, and this was my that's going a tangent here. But as I told this gentleman. Because he said, well, I always heard there wasn't a quota. And I said, well, they don't tell you you got to, but they damn sure don't promote you. They treat you like shit if you're not writing tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they don't give you a toaster if you get 150 in a month. But if you don't write X amount, <laughs> you know. So, but my point was statutorily, we're just there to promote traffic safety and, and, and stopping you is stopping you, correct? So, yeah. Uh, Seven-eighths of everything from a traffic stop is done with or without the ticket. Everybody driving by sees the car. Everybody sees you getting pulled over. Everybody, does that make sense? You, you, mm-hmm. you project the act of being there. Is, action, the act, absolutely. Yeah, the act of being it, there is part is not, is, is eighteen nineteen. Yes. So it doesn't matter if I write you a ticket or not because I have already stopped you from whatever activity you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. and and there you have it. You know what I mean? Obviously. He doesn't feel the same way I do. I no, and and in retrospect, I'm kind of disappointed. I really wanted to ask him if, as a highway, he'd seen anything spooky out there in the desert. Patrol. You should have. You should have said, "Hey, I, God, now that you wrote me the ticket, explain to me we're 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 going to come out here and." If you've seen any UFOs, if you've seen any anything crazy, you know that's why I wanted to ask him. That's why I wanted to ask him if he, if he had anything crazy happen and christy and i said that after we pulled away and christy goes if you just ask that she goes i might smack you <laughs> i said well, that's a good thing i didn't then because he might have got mad and she'd have been mad so there you go you, I, you know i don't even know anymore I, there's so much i don't know the older i get the less i know when i was 18 i knew everything and now that i'm 50 i don't know anything <laughs> That's, no, another, that that's another T-shirt, right? Uh-huh. I'm running out of room to write well, on the T-shirts here. You don't put it all in one T-shirt. You sell different T-shirts. Well, I know, but I'm running out of room on my notepad for your for your good ideas for T-shirts. Which is another thing people missed out on by not listening to the Patreon. We had a couple good T-shirt ideas. But, uh, but I do. Now, you're going to like this one. I, before we got on the... The Patreon episode the other day, one of my coworkers at the post office called me. He was driving somewhere, and uh, he thought he was following me wherever he was driving because he he was behind a suburban like mine. And and I he goes, hey, well, what are you getting? What are you doing anyway? And I told him we were you know you and I are getting ready to do the podcast. And he goes, man, maybe I should come on there with you one time. Now. Let me, this gentleman, he's the oldest guy in the in the post office as far as seniority in our office. He's only a couple years older than me, but he started like 19, 20 years old. And for everybody listening, what I'm about to say to everybody listening, 
who is from our area, they'll know immediately who I'm talking about because he's infamous for one thing that may or may not have happened during his postal career. But he, and I'm not going to say his name, but he is affectionately known as the Panty Bandit. And um, there's a story behind that that I told him if he'd like to come on after all these years. And tell his side of the story. Tell his side of the story, which involved law enforcement and postal inspectors over the over the supposed theft of women's undergarments. Um, I gave, I've extended the offer, and he's strongly considering it. So, so we may we may get. A fine, I, a final... I'm telling you that might that might be worth talking because I, I've got three or four questions already. And, and <laughs> yeah. I listen. He, it is it is one of those things invariably that in this area, people have heard. You mean because uh, they got their pants panties stolen, or because no, no, they just have heard. Of, they know they've heard the story. I mean, this happened literally 30 years ago, and to this day. As recently as last week, somebody mentioned something about, hey, the panty bandit. I don't and, know because I, I'll be honest with you. What happens if he has a triggering event and goes postal on you guys out there? He won't because he he, he has he has put up with a with a. You don't know what the straw that breaks the camel's back or the postman's uh, back. You don't know what that is. I don't. What it's going to be. I don't think so, but I told him that you would you would enjoy the conversation because I knew you'd have some questions and I mean, they really put him through the ringer trying to prove or disprove that he was the one. Uh, it's not up to him. I was going to say they need to prove he's innocent until proven guilty. All the listeners need to realize that you are innocent until proven guilty. I talked to a gentleman the other day. I don't want to talk about January 6th, but I'm going to briefly I'm not going to touch on it, but I'm going to go buy it. Okay. Okay. So there's a guy, his son plays baseball with my son. They moved down here from out of state. Okay. A couple of, about a year and a half ago or whatever. And I get to talk to him and he's okay. You know, he's got a typical Marine. He's got a big old Marine tattoo, short guy in great shape with a big Marine tattoo on his, on his forearm. And I said something, I don't remember, you know, we got to talking about something and I said something, well, I, I had been on the JTTF one time. He goes, oh, my God, the JTTF. They came and got me after January 6th. And I said, huh? And he said, they come to my work. I was working for the what it, you know the city where he was from. And he said uh, he was like the, uh, uh, what do they call the manager of the city? City manager? Yeah, but like the, yeah, but, you know. Oh, the, um, um, oh, gosh. <sighs> He was like the number two guy in his town. Dang it. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. I can't. Okay, yeah. let's just say he was. But anyway, he was at the he was at the city. He was at the city maintenance building. He said actually, uh, the city had bought a bunch of new lawnmowers or whatever, and he was there to sign for them or whatever. And he said these two FBI guys rolled in there and and basically start accusing him of being at the U.S. Capitol on January sixth. 
And he said, dude, I was at work. I was here. And they said, well, can you prove it? And he said, it's not up to me to prove it. You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> it's up to you to prove <laughs> I was there, dude. It's not up to me to prove I was at work. <laughs> and uh, he said they pulled out some photos, you know, and Google uh, uh, face recognition or whatever told, you know, I, 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 you know, for some reason, you know, you see Google started puking all this information uh, to, to the FBI the day after January 6th. So if you were there, Google was telling your location to the man, all your facial recognition, you know, all this stuff. So the software said, you know, this was probably him. And to make a long story short, he told him to pound sand, but then they went to his boss, the city, the mayor, and all these people and said, hey, your guy was here on January 6th. And, of course, them guys, they don't want nothing to do with it because they're chicken shits. They don't want the man after them. And they tell him, hey, you got to cooperate with these guys. And he's like, cooperate? Hell, you guys see me here. <laughs> well, we can't get involved. He said, well, you didn't got involved. You fucking told him that. Uh, you're, you know, you're telling me. So basically, he had to, you know, pull his time cards, and he showed him some surveillance at City Hall on January sixth, and said, "See, I'm here." And they were like, "Okay, you know." And and I guess that took a week or two before, you know, all the powers that be forced him to cooperate with them. But I'm like, and what kind of? That? I mean, that's where America's at now. You're guilty until proven innocent. Now, what's that all about? I don't you know. know. That but that's that is uh, seemingly uh, the way it is. All because of Google says you were there. Google says I. I, I that's why I don't have any Google apps on my phone because my buddy was telling me all about this. He said they were getting overwhelmed by the tens of thousands of of leads they were getting from Google sending all this stuff to. You know, normally what happens is you think that Shane did something in Cyrus and you reach out to Google with a national security letter or a subpoena and say, I need his phone records. It was the opposite. They were Google, they were they were sending all this stuff volunteering. Oh, well, hey, all these guys, his phone says they were at the Capitol complex. All these guys is, you know. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, listen, I know how bad the uh how uh, how bad the uh, post office's tracking systems work? I can only imagine how bad Google's. And That's stuff exactly is. right. You know what I mean when you're when you're when you're when my when my scanner in my hand that I'm scanning a box tells me that I'm 350 feet away from the house and I'm on the front porch, something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? And they yeah. use they, they use that information to kind of question like. Or were you when you scanned the box? Well, was, that's why I think it's Amazon and those guys, they take a picture of the box sitting on the porch. Everything they deliver. It's either FedEx or Amazon. Take pictures of the box. I see them out there on my mail doing it. I don't know. And, and that's what they're going to start. Happy you, know, you guys do? I don't know, dude. They, they've got this thing. They got this brand new idea. I mean, this this brand new idea, the way you said that brand new. They got this brand new idea. So here's what they're going to start rolling up. So especially in big towns like, say, Columbus or here, you know, Mansfield's the one area. So what they're going to do is in each one of these big towns, they usually have a distribution center where all the mail goes. It gets sorted out to all the little suburbs 
and outlying post offices around these big cities. Okay. So in, in Columbus, okay, there's a big distribution center. And then you have like Worthington, Dublin, um, you know, those kinds of places, New Albany, all those places, they get their mail from that distribution center. So it has to get on a truck and then be driven to each one of those places. So this guy's big idea is, is he is going to take all the carriers from Worthington, Dublin, and New Albany, put them in that distribution center, therefore eliminating the need to take the mail to those little offices for the post, for the mailman, okay? But now, you the limit is 30 minutes. They said, as long as you're not 30 minutes, your route doesn't start 30 minutes away from that distribution center, that's, that's their cutoff. So they're going to take, the, you know, they already got us down to where, you, you know, extra, you know, you're an eight-hour route. Well, now they're going to have to take an hour off of, I don't know how many routes across the country, because they're going to force these carriers then to drive a half hour to the beginning of the route which will then probably be another half hour back at the end of the route. So they're because they want to eliminate jobs, but they're going to create more carrier jobs because for every six routes you do that to, it's another route with carry with street time, office time and, you know, lunch and breaks. So they're going to cl- so what they're going to do is all these small towns and suburbs, they're going to take all the carriers out of their offices. The post office there will still be open. There'll still be a supervisor or postmaster there'll be a couple clerks so they can sell you postage and put up the post office box but there will no not be any carriers in those offices they'll be all in one big distribution center so they're going to do that all over the country they started to do a time study on it and i forget how long these time studies are supposed to be after like three weeks the postmaster general said i don't care what the time study says we're doing it regardless so quit the time study so there you go that's what we're faced with meanwhile i'm driving a 1991 uh mail vehicle that the left turn signal doesn't work and uh the last one i had before they brought this one back had a fan that I had to duct tape to the windshield to keep upright, and my handle for my window kept falling off every time I turned the corner. Well, I see that. As I understand the <laughs> postmaster's coming from. First of all, uh, it doesn't matter about your signals. You should always be on the right-hand side of the road with your flashers on. And who cares about your window? Window handle because your window ought to be open. Putting that mail in the box, boy. Come on, you got to start thinking like management. Uh, we just laugh. Because, you know, it's just going to kill the service for people. I mean, and that's just, you know, it's a shame. You know, it's it really is because um, they don't do any, they don't think about any of the stuff in a in a realistic way. Now, yes, there's some post, small post offices in small towns that really don't need to be open. Okay, they just don't. They're, they, there's nobody that visits them uh, enough to justify keeping the lights on. But to make offices in the t- in towns the size that are 10, 12, 15,000 people, make those carriers go drive, you know, what if you're driving a half hour to work as it is from the other direction, and now you got to drive past it. So now you're, you're driving an hour to work, then you're going to drive a half hour back 
to where to start your route. I mean, it's just it, there's no sense to it. But you've worked for the government. I've worked for the government. Many people that listen to us work for the no, government. No, I was employed by the government. I never worked, really worked. Okay. That's why there I'm you, here. There you unemployed go. at a young age, <laughs> displaced on this podcast. Oh, uh, well, well, I, you know, my countdown to retirement from this job has started. I'm under five years, but. If I can, you know, if we had a few more Patreons, maybe I could retire early. I, I tell you what, um, our good buddy Chris Hahn did did that. I, maybe I can even retire even earlier. He, our, our buddy Chris Hahn, who some people know is a right stuntman and actor, stuntman actor. He um, he got me in touch with his agent in New Mexico and uh, had me do like a little thirty second voice thing. He might uh, he might be able to get me some voice overwork. How about that? Like I might be able. To I think you have a great different. voice. I don't have a voice for voiceover, but but you do. I, I think I think your voice is just fine. What are you talking about? It's nice and velvety, soft. It makes me feel yeah, warm. You don't know any better. <laughs> you know, if you're down in the trailer park in the Ozarks with a bunch of with a layer of dust on the your eardrums, maybe. <laughs> um uh tonight here uh old Izzy's off uh for homecoming. When 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 do you got homecoming there? Last week. Last week. Huh? So so that's right. That's right. You did say you had those kids at the house and partners some wisdom. Mm-hmm. So to them. So yeah, I uh I uh I did not get to see her off. I was still working, but I came I came uh, home and her dad had come down to help, you know, get take pictures with her grandma. And he mentioned that he told her her curfew was nine thirty. <laughs> I said, "Wow, okay." I said, "I don't think she's gonna be home at nine thirty. You gonna let him stay out that late, huh?" <laughs> uh, well, that's what that's what happens. It falls on me because I stay up late. Christy's an early; she goes to bed early, so it falls on me to stay up and. You know, and I, I don't I don't like the kids out that late. I never liked my other any of my other kids out that late. You know? They always wanted to stay out till midnight and it's like, okay, I'll be waiting up. Nothing on you. good happens after midnight, right? No, oh god. Our basketball coach used to say that and uh you know, be home before midnight because nothing good happens after midnight. And uh he's kinda right. Nothing really nothing really good happens after midnight. At least not anymore. Right. <laughs> so, there you go. There, there you go. go. I got a, I, right. I got, a, I got a long night. Hopefully, the Buckeyes go long tonight. Well, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they're gonna gonna put it to bed early. I think they're gonna win right out of the gate. Really? They play I like your con- They're playing Wisconsin. I like your confidence, but I'm not no, sure. I don't. Badgers. <laughs> Aren't they the Badgers? The Badgers. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. So you, so you think I should have fought that speeding ticket, huh? I didn't say you should have fought it. I just said that you know, there's a lot of things that go on. It's just not as cut and dry as, as they let you on, let it on to be. You know. I know. Now you know. Now I'm worried. Worried that uh, 
I've got to worry every time we do an episode if Lance is going to be happy if we talked enough about your law enforcement career. I mean, you got into it a little bit, so maybe Lance would be happy. Maybe. Who knows? You can't please everybody all the time. Tell him to keep listening. We'll ple- we'll say something better next time. <laughs> something better next time. All right. All right, Lance. Here's your warning. Just keep listening, and maybe maybe next week we'll say We're like fine about. wine. We're going to get better with age. <laughs> or like we're just like spoiled milk. It's about time to throw us out. Try. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. Ha 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 ha.